So in the gospel reading today when Jesus says, and what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. He also means stay awake during the sermon. (laughs) Well, you tired of the question yet? Ready for Christmas? I mean, who would be ready at this point, yeah? Now, if the question assumed the spiritual aspect of Christmas, are you ready for Jesus to arrive, to show up, then I hope your answer is more along the lines of yes, because you don't have to shop for him, you don't have to clean your house for him, you don't have to plan for a big dinner and go buy lots of food for him. You prepare your heart and your mind for him. Now, how much work does that take? Just believe and be ready. You know it's going to happen. You know Jesus will return. There doesn't seem to be many real surprises on this earth. I mean, uh, we've heard the the sad and serious claim, we didn't know it was going to happen with events like Pearl Harbor and 9-11. People were caught off guard, that's for sure. But there were signs ahead of time that those things would happen. The German invasion of Poland that started World War II, people were caught off guard, but it was no real surprise. Earthquakes and hurricanes and volcanoes and floods and tsunamis catch people off guard, but we can expect them anywhere in the world at any time. In many cases, there are things leading up to them. You know, signs and indicators that something is going to happen. You know, waiting is one thing when you're prepared. Waiting when you're not prepared is another thing. We get caught off guard. Now, here's some good Advent news for you. We're not lacking in any spiritual gift, as Paul says, as we wait for the Lord Jesus Christ, for He will sustain us to the end. Folks, the signs have been given The warnings have gone out to the world for almost 2,000 years. Jesus is coming back in the flesh. We will see him and he will bring us to live on a new earth in the new heavens. Are you ready for that? Good. I hope so. Me too. Now if you ask a child if he or she is ready for Christmas, what's the answer every time? Yes. Why? Presents. It's fun. It's exciting. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if you ask the question in July, right? They're ready. They're ready anytime because of their, you know, their sense of time is not like ours, right? What's interesting about that is that, is that early Christians in the apostles' time had a, a similar sense of time like a child. Not that it was undeveloped or something like that, but they believed Jesus would return any day, any minute. And they were readying themselves every day for it. So, if you were to ask an early Christian back in their day, are you ready for Jesus? They would have immediately said, with eager anticipation, yes, we're ready. And they would have said that at any time of the year. When it came to remembering and celebrating Jesus' birth in Bethlehem, Christians didn't always remember it and celebrate it in December. It happened earlier in the year and it was shifted to a later date to gain some traction alongside uh, some pagan festivals. But the point is that Christians can be ready for Jesus at any time of the year. We're ready. We're just not always the best at waiting though. 
How many of us practice earthquake drills in our houses every night or every day or every week or, you know, do you do that? How many, how many of you have an a, a, a escape plan or a survival plan for when Mount Hood finally blows its pointy top? I mean, those are extreme examples, I know, but you see where I'm going with this? We, the church, have been waiting for Jesus' return for a long time now. You know, even when you're young, like 8 or 16 years old, in the church, you must have the feeling, you must have the feeling that You've been waiting, you know, the, the church has been waiting for Jesus for a long time because the, the church is old, right? So why be ready for something that just seems like it's so far off in the distance? Well, we're ready because we lack nothing. We've been given the gifts we need to be ready, so it's not really up to us. We're ready namely for you know, we're equipped with God's word and promises and the Holy Spirit and the gift of faith. Now, the devil certainly wants us to, to be lacking in everything. And he relishes in the world's belief that there is nothing to wait for. There's no return of Jesus. It's all a lie. Well, that's a lie. And it can cause our hearts to become dull to the joy and anticipation of Advent and, and take our eyes off Jesus and place it on things and uh, that uh, do not last and do not save. You may be surprised to know that Martin Luther for a long time lacked certainty and, and assurance of God's word despite being a, a zealous monk. He made, this he made this confession in a sermon he preached years later on this same text that I'm using from 1 Corinthians. He says, I too wanted to be a holy, pious monk with great devotion, I prepared myself for worship and prayer. But even when I was most devout, I approached the altar a doubter. A doubter I returned. After I had said my confession, I still doubted. And if I didn't say it, I doubted again. For we were dominated by the false notion that we could not pray and would not be heard unless we were altogether pure and without sin, like the saints in heaven. Well, Luther had that uncertainty because he, you know, he believed a lie that you had to be pure and righteous before you could receive these blessings. Well, Luther eventually came to see the light and embrace the truth, but I'm telling you this because you may lack certainty and assurance of salvation. Take to heart what Paul says. The Holy Spirit has confirmed the message of Christ among us. So, that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of Christ who will sustain you to the end guiltless because God is faithful to you even though you may not feel it. Look, I'm not looking for pity but I hope you can appreciate just a little the challenge for me and any pastor at this time of year on the first Sunday of Advent, the first Sunday of the of the new church year to help you draw a distinction and get a sense of change between last Sunday and today. Can I get just a little amen, brother? Thank you. The colors change. You know, that helps, I think. That's why we do it. There's a special candle now. 
You know, you've got your Advent devotional books you read on your own, you know, for your own edification. But it's a challenge to help you wait for two different but very similar days from this pulpit. It isn't really Christmas Day that Paul writes about in our text from 1 Corinthians. That had already happened. It already happened when he wrote that, but, you know, of course you know this already. We wait for the Christmas festival, you know, the annual celebration, but we also wait for the greater day of our Lord's return where, he will com- where He's going to complete His mission on earth and make all things right again. He'll be fully revealed as judge and king, glorified. We'll see Him in all His glory. So we wait. And still, for Christmas celebration on the 25th and the great day of which we don't know the time, we are ready because God has not left us lacking in any spiritual gift, which the spiritual gift that Paul is talking about here, you know, you can make the connection to the, spirit, to the, to the fruits of the Spirit, but the, the spiritual gift that he is talking about is salvation, the main thing, the main gift that we get. Because though we are guilty of sin, we are guiltless. Jesus has cleansed his church by removing our sins through his own blood on the cross. And I know I'm skipping way ahead to Lent here with that, but you know that's something we need to hear at any time of the year, at any age. You are forgiven. I am forgiven. Praise God. This forgiveness has been physically applied to us in our baptism Another wonderful gift that you don't have to wait for for Christmas to receive. It's for all people at any time. What prevents me from being baptized, asked the eunuch to the apostle. Well, lack of water would be one thing, but it wasn't that day. Nice to know we are not lacking in any physical gifts as well as spiritual. God provides anywhere for anything needed. And even though we are sometimes faithless, God is faithful. Because we are sometimes loveless, God is abundantly and steadfastly loving to us. After all, we are given fellowship with His Son through the sacrament of this altar. Another great gift. So, wow, we are ready, aren't we? We have everything we need, not lacking in any spiritual gift, not lacking in redemption and salvation. I could go on and on, but why keep you all waiting? Let's get on with our response to this great love and compassion our God has shown us. Let's joyfully give back to Him a portion of what He gives to us to sustain our lives, our families, and give uh, back to Him a, a, a portion for our ministry in this community. Let's get on with some more singing, our prayers, and we find it hard to wait, don't we, to receive His very body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins at this altar. So, let's uh, continue with the gathering of our offerings and may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.